Hi, I'm Kaya, and today this podcast will be focusing on parents. I am a 16-year-old girl creating this podcast for my English assignment. Um, my family is divorced. My parents are divorced. They divorced when I was at a very young age. And at my dad's house, he was remarried to this amazing woman named Samantha. And they now have two kids, Chandler and Kate. My mom got remarried to a really great person named Jimmy. And they didn't have any more kids. But my mom and dad had one other kid, Josie, who is my 14-year-old sister. I just wanted to give a little bit of background before I started really going into what we're going to be talking about to give some context in case I used names. So, today in this podcast, we are focusing on two essential questions. The first one is, why are parent-child relationships challenging? And the second is, what impact can general expectations and trauma have on parent-guardian relationships or parent-child relationships? So, from what we have learned in this unit... I've learned about the three main types of parenting. And of course, not all parents fit exactly under one category. But from the way people do things, you can kind of get a sense of which area they fall under. So the first one we learned about is helicopter parents. And from my conclusion of these parents, they're overprotective and they don't leave a lot of room to grow. And that's not saying they're bad parents. It's just their way to um, parent. They care so much about their child that they don't want to see them get hurt. When in reality, they're kind of not really giving them much room to grow and be their own person. The second time of parent, type of parent we see is tiger parenting. And so these tiger parents, they set very, very high expectations for their kids. And that kid's main priority not from the kids' drive, but from the parents, is to meet those expectations. So with tiger parents, they're not really letting the kids... With tiger parents, they're not letting the kids get to a place where they know how to achieve things on their own. They are pushing the kid to be something, and sometimes the kid is set for a different path, yet they still have to meet these goals. And the third type of parenting that we looked at is um, free-range parents. And what these people do is they give their children the space to grow. They give them boundaries, and once they cross the boundaries, that is when they kind of put their foot down. But a really good way to sum up this parenting is they let their children fall, but not because they don't care about them. They're doing it because they do, in fact, care about them. With free-range parents, they allowed their children to fall so that they learn how to pick themselves up and they prepare them for the real world. And what I think you'll see in, what I hope you'll see in the interview with my mom is that she is a um, free-range parent and I could not be more grateful for that. And I think she knows, I don't think she necessarily knows that it's called free-range parenting, but I think you'll see in the way she um, develops her, not develops, but her tactics you'll see that they fall very heavily under this category. Speaking of my mom, Kelly Klein, I will now be interviewing her just kind of about my sister and I and her parenting experiences. Hey, Mom. Hey, Kaya. 
today I'm going to be asking you a few questions based on the essential questions. Why are parent-child relationships challenging? And what impact can general expectations and trauma have on parent-child relationships? Is that okay? Works for me. Perfect. Okay, so my first question. Um, Is there anything from your past and the way your parents raised you that affects how you raised Josie and I? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Would you like to elaborate? Sure. Um, I think I came from... My parents were divorced. They divorced when I was young. Not unlike your parents. Um, And one of the things that I noticed was my both of my parents didn't have a great relationship with each other so I never got to see my father when I wanted to my mom kept it kept my dad kind of away from us as punishment to him to whatever went wrong in their relationship so I never really felt that close to my father until until I was an adult, to be honest with you, and until I was able to really hear and understand his side of the story. And I wanted to make sure, given the split between your dad and I, that you didn't have that same type of experience. So, you know, when your dad and I left each other, we made sure that the divorce was really about what was in the best interest for you for you and Josie and every choice we made put you guys first that's good I'm very happy for that if you had to describe a few of your parenting tactics and morals what would they be your top three top three parenting tactics and morals allow freedom until you mess up but when you mess up I'm pulling you back from your freedoms that would be that would be number one right because I don't I my philosophy is really I'm not trying to raise a child I'm trying to raise an adult at the end of the day I want you to be a functioning functioning grown-up who can take care of yourself so if I treat you like a child while you're a child you're going to grow up to act like a child and not be able to take care of yourself so i you know, my philosophy is I take the approach of I'm going to treat you how to be the kind of person I want you to be when you're older. And you've always been very responsive to that. And you have the ability to tell when you're being, you know, when some the difference between when you're being treated as a, a child or when somebody else is being treated as a child, as opposed to being treated as somebody who's allowed to learn to make choices to become responsible. Is this how you've always seen it, or before we were a parent, did you have a different idea of how you're going to raise us? I don't really think that I've ever, well, I know I didn't ever really imagine what type of parent I would be. It's not really in my nature to think about, oh, what will it be like in the future? How will I do this? I'm pretty much a realist, and um, I live a bit more in the present, and I think your kid is the kid you get you don't get to choose a kid's personality so I don't even know how you could prepare for how you want want to raise somebody and I never really spoke to you in baby talk it wasn't something that naturally came to me I just spoke to you as as if you were and just a person because that's what you are you were just a tiny person (laughs) learning to do 
bigger things. <laughs> yes, you're still a tiny person. That's sure. That's true. Um, do you find yourself seeing a difference in the way you parent Josie and the way you parent me? No, I think I parent you both the same. I just think your personalities are different. So the outcome um, and the reactions are different, essentially. Like you, um, I don't know, you just, you both, you're very different kids. But I don't, I haven't changed my quote unquote parenting style. You're just, I think, probably more responsive to it than your sister. And when it gets harder, what changes do you make? In the, not in your parenting tactics, but the way you approach those. What do you mean when it gets harder? Like, can you give me an example? Like, when Josie and I are not being the perfect little kids, what do you do? Like, how do you change your approach to us if we're not responding the way you want us to? I think it's very rare... Um, I mean, you guys are far from perfect, but it's, it's very rare, Kaya, that you don't respond the way I anticipate you will. Um, but your sister has, she tends to not respond as sim- as easily and is anticipated all the time. She's just a more difficult personality. So with her, I need to give her her space until she's calm and ready to uh, focus on the conversation. Ever since she was a little baby, when she'd cry, I'd have to take her outside um, to get her to calm down. And it was as if she just needed to take a breath and to take a moment by herself until she felt like she was ready to have a conversation or just to change I don't know to have just just to relax and think about what she was doing um with you it it just it just wasn't it wasn't the same you pretty much just always say the right thing which is probably a little bit manipulative at the end of the day you should probably have me figure it out I don't try to be manipulative but I guess I'll just need some more self-analyzing for that but um what is the hardest part of being a parent or what have you found hardest? For me, the hardest part of being a parent, I think is, um, the worry, honestly, that never leaves. Like, are they going to be okay? Where are they? Um, did they make it across the street? (laughs) Really simple little things, um, like that because I'm pretty controlling and I can't control everything. And so I have to learn, um, learn to let go which is interesting because I feel like I give you and your sister both so much freedom and allow you to make the choices that are right for you. But at the same time, um, I get nervous when you're on your own a bit, but that's, that's part of growing up and that's something that, you know, I'll get past. Um, as Josie and I get older, we're becoming our own human. So what do you think is the hardest part of letting go? You know, honestly, it's, I don't feel like I have to let go of anything. I just have to accept that our relationship is different and evolving. And I, I don't, I don't feel the need to be needed, right? I feel successful if if you are growing up and you are making choices on your own and you are capable and willing to take care of yourself, that, you know, I feel pride in that, that I feel like I've raised 
two good humans. So it's not really that that scary if I feel you're prepared. Um, could you give an example for both me and Josie of a time that you really started seeing us being our oh like being more independent than we used to be? Well, I have a a very recent example <laughs> for you, Kaya. Um, you just went and got your driver's license this week, which is amazing and very exciting. And I mean, you you took the keys, you took the car, and you took your sister, and you just went on your way, and you went about you went about your business, and you didn't. You didn't need to tell me where you were going. You didn't need to ask for directions. You didn't need to ask for money. You just sort of went went about your way with your freedom. And I think you felt secure in your choices and the decisions you were making. I did. I might have missed a few turns, but it's okay. It's all right as long as you eventually get there. Um, an example of, of your sister becoming independent... You know, I think she's a little, um, not that she's not independent, she's just a little bit slower, slower to mature, but, um, you know, I think she definitely found her, her drive and her purpose in soccer, um, and her, she's very independent in the fact that she puts soccer first she has made that choice very very clear that is her priority it's what she wants wants to do and she'll put needing to go to soccer practice over a family vacation for example and I admire that I admire that she has the focus and drive and that commitment to be great at something and to hold that close to her and to keep something like that very important and so to me that is part of her um strength and her independence do you have any parenting regrets like is there a time you were like oh I shouldn't have done that or do you have times where you think back like maybe I should have done this differently I mean yes and no I mean there's you know there's one thing that comes comes to mind really when you were like and I don't know you wouldn't get dressed for preschool and I just picked you up and I yanked you and I put you I put you in the car and I mean I just wish I didn't wasn't so like yank you this sounds terrible it wasn't abusive um I don't know but it was just it was just it felt forceful and I just think back at that moment and how much you fought against it and I had to go to work and I needed you to go to school and I just think it's those moments where you wish it just could have been a little, a little easier. But other than that, I mean, there's, there's really like no great parenting moment. I mean, I always wonder like what it would have been like if your dad and I would have stayed together, how that would have affected you. Um, what, you know, if you guys would have grown up differently or there were different choices, but I don't all at the same time, you have four parents now and you have, you're deprived of nothing. So, Yeah, I think that if um, you and dad were still together, Josie and I would not be as independent because we would, like, we had our houses and we had our homes, 
but then there was always that gray area in between where you were in between houses and that kind of gave us the freedom to do more not of what we want but it gave us a freedom in the way of how we wanted it to be if that makes any sense and then kind of an opposite question of what I just asked when was a time like an example you saw of me and Josie like when you realize you're like I did that I made that my parenting has paid off oh or have you not wow (laughs) I mean there's definitely like I can't think of one you know one specific moment and it's not about me and I didn't raise you alone right so I can't say that I did that I paid off. You're your own little human, and so is your sister. You know, you. I can't change who you are. I can try and shape you and guide you to make good choices, but I didn't. I'm not raising you alone. You know, there's your dad, there's your stepmom, there's your stepdad, Danny Blue. Yeah. There's Brandy Cohen Brown. I mean, you've really been like raised by raised by a village in a sense, right? And it's it's nothing I did. It's the community that that you're surrounded by you know and those are the people that are that are shaping you and they're examples for who you want to be or who you don't want to be yeah well that's very nice but also with that question um like it, it wasn't just like a I did that like it wasn't just you did that but like a time you saw us and you're like I'm proud of you oh okay um, I was very proud of Josie when she won state cup for soccer because I knew that was a goal she had. Um, I was very proud, another soccer example, of you, Kaya, when you made the ECNL team. That was a goal you had as well. You went to the coach. You asked what you needed to improve on. You worked really, really hard for a season, and and it paid off, and, and you moved up. So it's watching you guys make your person your own personal victories right I mean another moment that made me really proud is when you took the ambition to go get a job you went and you applied and you got it and you show up every day at work and you you just you're so responsible um, about that and you didn't need to get a job it's not something you had to do that was a a choice you made and you figured out how to do it and, and you did it yeah, I am very proud of myself for getting a job. It's something I've wanted for a very long time. When I was little, I was like, I want to get a job. I don't know why, but I feel like I should have a job. Because I look into things in the future, so I'm like, I'll make money now, so then maybe I can get something when I'm older. And then... um yeah, how do you balance your life with being a parent? Because I know some parents, it's their kid first all the time, and other parents, it's um, I'm first because I'm my own human. So, And I think you do a good job of balancing it out, but how do you deal with that? I think I'm failing at it right now because uh, I've, work has been insane, um, and... I just feel like I can put more time and effort into the both of you. At the same time, I'm not sure that you guys want to spend necessarily 
any more time with me That's because not true. well not in a bad way just you have your friends you have your own things you don't you don't have this you don't need me you know I've always put you guys first I've worked really really hard to give you guys everything you need one of the benefits of um being in a divorced family is when you go to your dad's I can do the things that I need to do for for myself and for the house. So when you guys are at our house, I can um, really focus on you and what you guys need and putting you both first. That's good. I mean, that is a plus of having a divorced parent. And because when you're with me, you spend the time with me. But then I guess for me, in a way, it makes it harder sometimes because when I'm at the house, when I'm at your house, I feel like I'm not seeing you as much. And so then I feel like I have to make a choice between friends and family. And that doesn't come easy to me. And especially at dad's too, because I have two younger siblings. But in the end, I think divorced parents were a plus. It's not something I would recommend. Like you get married to someone and be like, okay, in five years, I think it would be very beneficial if you divorce. But is there any final words you would like to say or any advice what's some advice you would give to a future parent advice I'd give to a future parent you know every kid comes with with what it needs it you don't need to get all of the things when they're a baby that is on the registry you can't predict who your kid will be your kid's going to be who your kid is and when they find something they want and they find a drive or a passion for something it's really important to to support that I always imagined I, my daughters would be dancers. Well, they're not. You know, they're not dancers. They're not cheerleaders. <laughs> they play soccer. They play lacrosse. And they love it. And they're happy. And, and it's exposed me to something that, that I now enjoy too. So, I mean, my advice is let, let your kid be who they want to be. Make sure they're safe. Make sure they're fed. Keep them healthy. But don't kill their spirit. That is a great piece of advice. We should quote it and put it up in the living room and replace that terrible bike painting. We don't have a bike painting in our living room. <laughs> the knife painting, then. Oh, that one's done. We have the, the painting from Mexico shut up. Oh, perfect. In the house. There we go. Thank you so much for joining this podcast. Thanks for having me. I love you, Mom. Love you more. I think after the interview with my mom, you can kind of answer the questions on your own that we were focusing on for this topic but to address the first one of why parent-child relationships are challenging you can see that they're challenging because you have to find the balance of letting a child grow on their own but also making sure they're nurtured and they know and how to grow and that they're safe and with the second question of um what impacts relationships have based on past ones with my mom she grew up with divorced parents as well and she didn't have a great relationship with them and I think with that you can take two approaches and the first one is to learn from that and to learn that that's not how you want to raise your kids you want to raise them in a place where they have access to both of their parents and in my case all four of them and that's exactly what my mom did and I think in a not so great circumstances people can take that and be like oh this is what family's supposed to be and then they almost mimic it with their own family 
So I think that past experiences have such a huge impact on your future and your future experiences. So to really tie this all together, parenting is a very challenging thing in life and there's no right answers and there's so many different approaches that you can't necessarily categorize a good parent from a bad parent based on a few things they do and I think what you can take from my mom's example, you can't really plan for what you're going to do. You can have a set plan but in the end, the kids you have, it's already in their nature of who they're going to be. That's why a parent who raises two siblings will have two completely different kids. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned some things. And once again, I would like to thank my mom, Kelly Klein, for being on this and sharing her knowledge with us.